creative friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Living Creatively with your host, Monica Parks. And Angela Dalton. This is the podcast where we discuss topics about finding, nurturing, and protecting your creativity and creative spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Girl, I'm just setting the mood for this discussion. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is that how you feel? Is that how you feel? Woo. Well, tell me the rest of how you're feeling here. (laughs) Good gracious. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that, y'all. We got adult content on on YouTube, so (laughs) just in case, you know, the other side, I don't know what Angela this is. She knew to the scene. She she got unlocked. This must be summertime on Lacey. When we decided what we were going to talk about today, I was like, oh, I am ready for this conversation because I have been waiting waiting to talk to somebody about this particular topic all right all right well listen <laughs> how you I'm, doing? Good. I'm good that's all i'm gonna say i'm excited to talk about this conversation i am good today like i'm like let's go <laughs> all right well, let's go then okay y'all well listen well, you know that we talk about different creatives we talk about different people some you might have heard of some that some you might not have Hopefully you guys have heard this. Y'all have seen my like feelings ulti- literally be shattered on this page because I have shown some love for somebody and my trusty friend over here who's just like, oh, wait a minute. And she has literally ruined it. And we had a moment where she was asking me about another person who I absolutely love and adore. And I was about to put her on mute. Because I was like, you're not going to ruin this one for me. I, you can't take this one from me, too. But it turned out it was all well. So we're going to discuss. We're going to talk about it. So, friend, tell them about who we're going to talk about. Today. Keep it PG. Okay. Ladies Uh-oh. and gentlemen. Oh, this is we are going to be talking about a new phenomenon okay. in the entertainment industry. Uh-huh. Ladies know who they who he is. Uh-huh. Men seem to have a lot of butthurt around this oh. man. Okay. But we are talking about the one, the only, Matt Reif. Uh-huh. If you don't know who Matt Reif is, you're missing out. I've been like, you know what? I'm I don't even, I'm not even gonna tell you to stop and go look for him because I we don't we're not gonna share. Oh. So <laughs> you don't know him too bad. Too oh. late. You snoozed, <laughs> you lose. <laughs> is hilarious yes man is fine that he as is. a good chardonnay wine oh okay and yes he's chardonnay and, oh, he, is chardonnay. and he is ruining relationships across the country <laughs> well this is not a good sound bite this is where we going with this i mean the man funny y'all if your relationships get ruined it's on you i mean he don't mean no harm <laughs> matt rice if you don't know who he is he is just really, I mean, again, we always, we always want to say like, oh, he came out of nowhere. No, this man didn't come out of nowhere, nowhere. He's been on TikTok for years. He's been on YouTube for years. People are just starting to take notice. But in a very short period of time, this man be selling out shows like nobody's business. As soon as it's announced, that that is getting sold out in 15 minutes. If you are not quick, you are not going to see Matt Reif. And listen, this is the thing. I knew he was big and getting bigger and everything. I did not know the level 
until I was watching his newest clip because I wait for clips to drop because it's just like getting like little mini um, comedian shows, right? right. So I wait for his, his clips to get posted on TikTok. And in the comment section, they started talking about how they couldn't get tickets because they were sold out. And if they if they were to get tickets, they were $400 or more. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's Beyonce tickets. And I was like, oh, surely that's a scalpel. So then he got in the comments. He's like, hey, you need to buy your tickets. And don't buy them from resellers. And I was like, that's right, Matt. Don't buy them from resellers. You got to get them from the popular places, the right places. <laughs> so then later on, people were like, in Canada, they're 400 to 1,000. Somebody's like, this is the res- This is not resellers. This is Ticketmaster. This is, and I was like, damn, Ticketmaster right here? Yeah, Ticketmaster is the new scalper, I think, y'all. I'm not sure, but the way these people are talking about uh, Ticketmaster this year between yeah. Taylor Swift and that, we don't and need resellers and scalpers. The Ticketmaster is doing yeah. it. So they were saying that online that his tickets are going for 400 but this is like Ticketmaster and StubHub or whatever it's the other place that you can go get tickets from. And they were like, they're 300 plus dollars. And I was like, what? And every few people, they were like, I got mine for 140 I got mine for 180 And I'm like, wait, that's the deal? I was like. <laughs> to see a comedian. Matt is on Beyonce level? Like yeah. Matt, Matt over here got tickets like Beyonce and Jill Scott. I was like, <laughs> the man is funny. Let me tell you, the man is funny. But it's like that's a whole mental shift that you have to make that you're paying like musician, elite musician money to go and see an elite comedian. Like mm-hmm. he is on the level, I guess I would say then. If you were to go from back in the day, my dad in them's day, Richard Pryor, or from my day, an Eddie Murphy, like comedians who are probably getting HBO specials, like Kevin Hart, didn't realize that he was at that level. So now I'm really feeling blessed at the fact that this man is posting so much content of his jokes from his shows. And I'm like, what? See, because he was so smart. He was smart in how he utilized social media. Mm-hmm. He didn't wait for a Netflix to pick him up. He didn't wait for a Showtime or an HBO to pick him up. YouTube was like, listen, we will amplify you. We will give you uh, revenue from advertising. Just stay with, on YouTube. And he was like, bet. And he is making hand over fist money. It's got to be. He's, he has to be. he is literally just protecting his own content the way like Kev on stage did. Like he reminds me a lot of like his strategy of getting himself out there very similar to Kev on stage where he was like, you know what? I'm not going to wait for Netflix. I'm not going to wait for an invitation. I'm going to build my own following. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't hurt that he is a good looking man. Like he is. That's definitely, oh, that's what's got people for sure. When you, when you have looks on your side, oh, that's, that's going to up the algorithm every time. But if you're funny, it's still going to help regardless because the other person that I found came across because after I kept watching Matt Rife, there was this um, this other guy named Nate Jackson. <clears throat> I'm not saying he's not he's he's not Matt Rife, okay? <laughs> he's a regular man, okay? <laughs> and, this is why this is why men get butter because that's the way we have this. I, like, oh, uh, he's just a regular finish, man. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. I'm, I'm gonna give him his flowers. Hold on. Okay. All right. And. He got on social media because Matt Rife was like, dude, you're too funny for nobody to see you. Mm. And so he's like, you're Matt Rife. You're good looking. Da, da, da. He's like, no, no, no. He says, I'm going to tell you, you need to get on TikTok and you need to 
give like little clips of your shows so that people want to come and see your shows. This man got on there. His name is Nate Jackson. He's on TikTok. This man got on there. I don't even think he's been on there a year because he says it in one of his clips. He's like, it's crazy. Matt Reif is the reason why my, my I've blown up. He's like, I go and I sell out every single tour, every single place I go. He says, because Matt Reif told me, you need to get on TikTok. You need to be in the front. You need to show people how funny you are. He says, I got on here. He says, in this short period of time, he's gone up to 2.6 million and he sells out every show. Damn. And Matt Reif told him to do it. And I'm, so it, it, it's just, it's yes, being attractive and all of that, that definitely it is, helps you take you to again, another. It's not just about Matt Reif being attractive. The thing about Matt Reif is he is quick. Like his whole stand-up is like most of it. I mean, he's got like some prepared material. Mm -hmm. But Matt Reif's secret weapon, his secret power, is that he can change crowd interaction into pure comedic gold. He's just stuff out there into the crowd because somebody comes back and whatever they lob back at him, he can take that and he can make it into something like the just such a spin that you would never even have thought of like being possible and some of it you would think that women would be mad about because Mm -hmm. he is real honest Mm -hmm. and really real Mm -hmm. about relationships and men Mm -hmm. and women relationships Mm -hmm. and I think you know and I think he he also just has a way of connecting with everybody in his audience it doesn't matter if you're black white male female gay not whatever he Whatever. can't, oh my God, that sounded like beans, greens, tomatoes, man, potatoes. <laughs> you got it! Yeah, I did. He, I did. Can, he can connect with everybody to the fact you can't hate him. You know what I mean? Like, he did this stand-up where he was talking about um, men and women being friends. And he was like, listen, women cannot be friends with men. You know, and all the women were like, Bleh! you know, and men were like, ha, ha, ha. And um, he's like, they just can't. He's like, you know, men are just going to be like, oh, you, he, he's treating you bad. Oh, come here, girl. Come here. I got you. I'm your friend. I got you. I'm your friend. <laughs> oh, you I know? saw that one. Yeah. He's got it. And he's like, pretend, and then, like, he's like, oh, you broke up. Oh, girl, come on. Come here. And he's like starting to take his clothes off as he's trying to be the comforting And it's just like, oh, my God. And then, like, somebody in the audience was like, well, what about women and, or men and women? Like, he's like, no, men and women can be friends. And they were like, what? He's like, listen, he's like, it's not like unpopular vote or unpopular uh, opinion, but uh-huh. he's like, men and women can be friends. He's like, but just understand, if you are a woman who is friends with a man, you're ugly. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry, you ain't nothing but a homie with a ponytail. <laughs> I remember that. And of course, that like, was hilarious. Mad, but like, at the same time, he got both the men on his side. He got the women on his side. Yeah. Oh, and he's just a master at that. He knows yeah. how to just take audience participation and make it into something so funny. Girl, did you see that clip when Shamar Moore was at his I show? didn't like that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a Shamar Moore fan. I'm just, it's, that's a whole, that's a rabbit hole. I'm just, and, and, for, and, and what he Shamar Moored it. And I was just like, yeah. this man needs so much attention. It's just. Uh, I can't stand it. That's why I don't think he's good looking. But I, but but, I love uh, the way that my, Matt Reif spun it. When, mm-hmm. when Shamar Moore got off that stage after giving him like all that pep talk or whatever, and it was about Shamar Moore. It was not about Matt Reif. But Matt Reif was like, give it up for Tay Diggs. <laughs> <laughs> he had yeah. Shamar Moore. 
siblings. (laughs) His crowd work is phenomenal. And that's the reason why I was saying that uh, with the net, the Nate Jackson, he does crowd work too, is their quickness and their wittiness to be able to observe the crowd. They, what they do different, like Nate does his observations and he's like just talking and he can kind of spin it. Whereas I think the way that Matt does it is he asks the crowd to give him a topic so that they can kind of discuss and whatever's the most interesting one, then that's what he does. He talks about and he just, whatever the top of his head, it just comes out. It just, that that's the way it comes out. And, um, I feel like this is the reason why people would think that I would could be a comedian is because like how I think of something like on the spot, it's like, it comes out that way, but I don't have the other stuff that would allow you to be on the stage and be okay. Oh, so so there's this one, the one that is uh, my favorite one is that uh, he was asking for a topic and somebody uh, screamed out splitting the check. And so he was like, okay. He's like, you know, he says, you know, did you go on a date? And he was like, yeah, we went on a yeah. date. And so he was like, okay. He says, you know, so basically the guy wanted them to split the check. And so she was like, he was like, okay, okay. Now, before he asked you to split the check, were you, you know, were you thinking this was going well, this is going good, like this is good conversation? She was like, yeah. So she was like, so you mean, you know, you liked him, you liked him, right? And so she was like, yeah. And so he was like, and you know, you probably would have gave it up. She was like, yeah. She was like, he says, okay. He says, well, you know, you didn't like it. She was like, no, or whatever. And he was like, so you split the check. And she was like, yeah. She says, he says, did you sleep with him? She said, yeah. And so he was like, wow. But the part that came back, he was like, so he split the check and you. <laughs> See, like, I mean, before, like, before pandemic days, when we still had senses of humor, like, the thing uh, about him is that he's, like, it's funny. It's, like, yeah. it's not, again, like, he doesn't punch down. He just mm-hmm. takes people's situations and puts a funny spin a funny filter on them and yes mm-hmm. you might feel stupid because first of all who splits a check gripes about splitting the check and then still sleeps with the person that like part. that's that's your own kind of thing to unpack but, right. like, but you know but like he just he doesn't again he doesn't punch down at people like that's what's also refreshing about him is that he's just funny he's just funny sometimes it's a little borderline but it never is like the extent that it has been with other comedians who we won't even talk about mm-hmm. because he is just real and just sees like sees things in a different lens that are that is just hilarious just hilarious yes. Yes. and i love it that like you know i don't know if you've seen like people have been collecting the tweets or memes about matt rife and like somebody wrote like hey fellas even if you don't know who matt rife is don't worry your girlfriend does <laughs> <laughs> gets in his feelings like that's that's so out and I was like what did you do <laughs> Girl, <laughs> like you were I just know. laughing <laughs> he was 
like, are you laughing too hard? It's, it's not that funny. <laughs> what? I think, okay, so if I'm honest, I think there was like somebody in the crowd who was like talking about like, oh, my wife or my girlfriend like wants to like be with you. And I was like, I know that's right. And he was like, oh. what? <laughs> Okay, she didn't tell me this part, y'all, before we started recording. I was you like, told me to record. You told me. I was to like, yeah, but I didn't think that. I was like, well, what did you do? Well, what? That doesn't sound like him. Now I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. Now yeah, I was like, no, he's funny. He's like, he's not that funny. And I'm like, you are just being, you're just being all up in your feelings about this man because he is funny. And he's like, he is yeah, funny. whatever. I don't need to watch him anymore. Oh, he's boycotting him, huh? He must have been laughing real hard and strong. Because the man's funny, girl. The man is funny. <laughs> the man is fine. That's what the problem was. <laughs> He's funny and fine. I'm sorry. He just really is. Like, But, you know, again, like, he also just, he can cross cultures, like, so seamlessly. Like, he was, like, talking, like, like there was a group of gay men there. Who I know he hurt their feelings when he was just like, ah, oh, like I really love gay men. I wish I could be gay, and they all just were like, "You still can." He's <laughs> just like, "I wish I could. I wish I could." <laughs> so what was the part you were saying? Something like there was somebody that they were trying to cancel him or something. What happened? Yeah, from what I understand, there was like an art. There's an article going on around about it, but like he was on a podcast. I don't know how many years ago or how. I don't know how long ago, but he was on a podcast and he was asked the question, like, tell me, describe your ideal woman, you know, your type or person, whatever. And like, he went into it, you know, like, this is what I look for. This is what I like. And what was it that he said that he looked for? Um, it was like the, you know, someone who, I mean, his big thing is like, I just want somebody who wants to work out as much as I do. Like, like, cause he's like, I like to work out mm-hmm. and, um, you know, like, it's just like, I don't know, like has a sense of humor like that, but I think it was like the way he was describing it, which they didn't really get into too detail in the article, but like mm-hmm. what he said in the podcast, but it was the person who was writing the article was like, it was, it was raunchy, but it was funny. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like, it wasn't, it was, it's never to me. I, I feel like. Even when he's teetering on the line and if when he's coming over the line, like, I don't care if he's talking about Hitler. I don't care if he's talking about, like, there was one he was talking about a white privilege guard. He was like, oh, that was too far. Oh, yeah. that was too far. Yeah. Like, he's still not disrespectful about it. Right. Well, and the thing was, like, he what he said in the podcast was, like, well, you know, like, you know, because he's getting raunchy and the podcaster was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, like, oh, you're saying so, he's like, but here's the thing. I'm on stage five nights a week and I've got women yelling at me, take your shirt off, take your pants off. Like, you know, he's like, I'm getting constant like sexual assaults on stage. He's mm-hmm. like, so for me, it's fair game. You know, mm-hmm. like if you're going to yell at me to take and objectify me, then mm-hmm. I'm just going to dish it back in a way that's funny. And I'm like, yeah. that's fair. That is mm-hmm. a fair point. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, you would be, he's like, you wouldn't even believe some of the things that have been said to me, like after a show or whatever, you know, after the show on some of the TikTok videos, there's the girl, the birthday girl one where she was like, I love you. He was like, oh, okay. <laughs> she was like, she's like, I got pretty for you. She was like, are you done yet? You know what I mean? Like, and not me, like she was doing that in right. front of everybody. 
Girl, there was one. Did you see the one with the older woman in Iowa? It was a show that he did in Iowa, and she showed up with a gift. What? Is that the one with the pretty daughter? And he was like trying to figure out which one. He was like, oh, this is hilarious. But that that mom showed up to his gig with a T-shirt that said, I went to Iowa, and all I got was something and a hand and a blowjob. Like, when you have people doing that to you, like, what do you, like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, so he was like, okay, cool. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. You're fine. You're fine. Like, he was going, like, how old are you? You know? And, like, he's like, you're gorgeous. Like, you know? And he's like, like, thanks for being on a date with me tonight, you guys. You know? And then she brought up, like you said, like, her daughter. And he's like, show me a picture of her daughter. And he was like, god damn. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, this is about to get complicated. (laughs) I think he even said something about, like, I'm going to date you. And then when I'm done with you, I'm going to (laughs) upgrade. Like, I mean, like, it was just like. He's like, y'all, I'm about to have the weirdest Thanksgiving in my entire life. (laughs) It was hilarious. Oh, you have got to check him out if you have not checked him out. He is funny. And again, some of his humor might not be for everybody, but like. Oh, there's just no way that you can. There's no. Like I said, he's just not offensive with it. He's not. He's very respectable with it. Even when he doesn't feel like the crowd left him, like he feels like the crowd left him and he was like, he'll point it out. Like he's not going to go over and like gloss it over with another, um, with another joke. He'll point it out like, oh, that was too much for y'all. Oh, y'all were fine with this joke, but this one was too much for you. Like, you know, like yeah. hypocritical. Like I, I love it. I think that he's, he has really, to me, he does a really great job uh, of doing what I call crowd work. And girl, check out his schedule for the next, like, for 2023-2024. Because this man is working. He is working. Like, he has, there are certain cities where he has a chunk of, like, four to five shows in, like, like in succession, right? Like, he's doing 7 o'clock, 10 o'clock, like, from Thursday to Sunday. And then, like, a day later, he's in another city, and he's doing two shows. Like, this man's going to be making bank because oh, no, all he's of making bank. are sold out. Like, and, and, like, that's not even just, the, like, North America. That's also, like, Australia and Japan. Like, this man is, like, he's not even, he doesn't even, he shouldn't even be in a relationship right now because that man's not going to be anywhere to have a relationship with anybody. Well, and, and that's the thing that I love about it. Like, I love people who have figured out how to make their bank bank. Mm-hmm. but also give some of us who are like I'm not about to spend $170 to go see a comedian like I barely want to spend that money to go see Jill Scott you know what I'm saying like <laughs> but give me a little something okay we got a little something and then you also still able to make your money I, I love people who have been able to figure out how do I be able to still give yes but also yes. still be able to make my money I swear he's got like friends in the crowd who are just, like, with their phones and they're just like, he's just like, record this for me. Because like you said, he's got so much content that he uploads on the daily. Like, yeah. So he's got to have just like. Well, I think that he has someone day. at the concerts that are part of his staff that yeah, are in, sure. who are actually doing the recording for him. Yeah. And then, but yeah, like you said, like he, he, he will take, take stuff and chop it up and you'll see like maybe two or three segments from his shows. But he has to be doing a lot of work because even at the rate of two or three per show, 
but I know every almost every day, if not every other day, I can get at least one to two new videos. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Like you have to be really out here working mm-hmm. to be oh. working and getting so much out there that people feel like they can. And none of the stuff is the same. None of the stuff is the same. And that's the and I think that's the reason why he can go and do the videos online and not feel like, oh, well, when people come to see me, they're going to be like, oh, I saw this on TikTok because because he's doing crowd work and no crowd is the same. He's doing new material every time. So you're really paying to go see him do crowd work in real time. That's amazing. And that's also once I think about it, that's messing up a lot of old school old school comedians, mm-hmm. old school. And I'm talking about the new comedians that are now becoming old school comedians, mm-hmm. old school comedians for me were the ones that were Eddie Murphy's Kevin Hart's. Those are the ones you had to go and see in public. Other than that, you don't see their bits and you don't, you don't see Kevin Hart's bits online. You just don't, you got to go Plenty see part him of it in person. Does the same bit show after show, after show, after and show. That's where I'm going with so it. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm going with it is that's it. That's the reason those kind of comedians were getting mad at them. What were the newer comedians like, like Kev on stage who are coming and doing stuff online. And now I feel like that's the old comedians because now I feel like your Nate Jackson's and your Matt Rife, they have raised it to another level that says, we don't even, we don't even run it back. Mm-hmm. And if we do, it's not on TV. So you don't even know what the original stuff is that we run back because it doesn't show up on TV. But I have so much new content that I do every single one that you can go to the two o'clock and the seven o'clock will be totally different. And you'll want to go to both because it'll be like two different shows. Yeah. And I can post that. And that will make a comedian who's used to being able to, um, I forgot the word that they use, but it's basically like you're building your 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 set and you're practicing your set, kind of like Chris Rock did. And people say the Chris Rock version of when they went to go see him versus the, um, the HBO or the Netflix version, they were they had a different tone. They were different. Yes. yes. And it's, yep. But it's the same jokes. Yeah. That is what will almost put that grouping out of business is when people are like, so how long are you going to tell you these jokes? You don't have no yeah. new set. And they're looking like, no, who does new sets all the time? Uh, you got Matt Rife and Nat Jetson out here killing it. They have a new set every single show. Yeah. That's how you, that's how, when you are a creator, you really have to know how to, um, I don't know what to say elevate, but definitely shift with wherever the flow is going and make it your own. Because mm-hmm. you, if you get stuck in whatever is your version of doing things and you're like, but this is the way it is. And you're like, but no, this is the way, this is the way people do it. This is the way mm-hmm. they do it now. And you're like standing 10 toes down in it. You're going to get left behind because people are used to a different standard. And like, for example, I was doing, um, I'm trying to build up my YouTube channel because I mm-hmm. like. I don't know what's happening with TikTok, but also I just don't like being a part of the whole algorithm situation. And also I real and, and that comes more in play with Instagram because Instagram is the way you have to, you know, you wanted to build community. TikTok is not building community. TikTok, you can have 300 followers and go viral and you are literally just as good as the last viral video. Like it's, right. it's ain't nobody following you. They just like, oh, that was hilarious. That's it. So right. I'm like trying to build up on YouTube. 
And I was trying to stick in the manner of doing it where I do it on on my laptop. I'm about to sound real old. Do it on my laptop. <laughs> and I found out a different way of doing it and how it looks on your phone. I was like, oh, I could do it this way. This makes it so much easier. And I was like, ah, oh, now I know how old people feel when they're just like, oh, man, it's changing. They're doing it. I want to do it on here. And I had to think, I was like, but nine times out of 10, most people use their laptops now for business, for work. I mean, and then for leisure and pleasure or entertainment, they're using their phones. So you need to do it according to your phone, even if it's not what you like. I feel like that's what like Matt Reif and Nate Jackson do. And I hope that somebody else comes across my feed because I love having comedians that I can go and look at these because it's like comedy shows every day when I need to laugh. But yeah. I think that's what they're doing is they're taking it to a level where the only way that people now look at it is like, Oh, I'm used to getting new content like every time I'm used to like going to a show and I could go to another show and it'd be like two different shows. And, and, and also kudos to him because literally that's where you really are starting to make money because there are some people who are like, I went to X shows. I've gone to X amount of shows and they could literally go to all these different shows and still feel like they went to separate different shows. That's more money off of one person kudos for figuring that mess out seriously seriously what i also love about matt rife though is his origin story because he didn't just come out the womb being funny this man learned how to be funny because he participated he reminds me a lot of jim carrey mm. he what got his start on wild and out so oh he, he, he sure doing, did he started out doing rap battles where mm -hmm. he had to learn how to think quickly and how to mm -hmm. think of disses quickly and ho especially hold him his own on Wild and Out, right? Mm -hmm. Just like Jim Carrey did on In Living Color. Let the people so, know what Wild and Out is, just in case we got some oh. people who are just like, <laughs> girl, that's what the internet is for. That's what oh, Google's okay. Huh. <laughs> Wild and Out like, okay. is a the rap battle show that was started by one Mr. Nick Cannon, aka aka Daddy to Everybody. Apparently, um, he had this show still still is going strong, but where like literally there were rap battles. Um, and they, either it was two teams going um, against each other or they had individual uh, uh, battles where like sometimes they might go into the crowd and they might just like bring the crowd in and be like, this is my mom and dad. Like, you know, he like did one where he walked up be uh, behind this like uh, black couple that was in the audience and he was like, this is my aunt and uncle. And like something to the effect the punchline was like because of the way they were dressed, he was like. He's like, so in the end, Urkel really did get Laura or something like that. <laughs> like Urkel. But it was really funny because it's like this white boy who's like, Urkel finally did get Laura. You know, he's like, I love you, Auntie and Uncle, like whatever. And it was just right, like, right. Hilarious. But like, you know, so that's where he got his, he, that's where he got his start of being like, figuring out how to be quick that was wild and out. So that's the other part that I like about him. I like his origin story a lot. Mm -hmm. because, mm -hmm. Yeah. He's funny. He's funny. Well, listen, if you guys ever Ooh. need a laugh, <laughs> I, just do, let's talk about this. I have been dying for like a week and a half to talk to you about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up. It's like, it's so funny. It's like the things that we find out about each other just randomly. <laughs> but yeah, like if you ever need a laugh and you are just. And you're not a person that just gets butt hurt over everything. I'm not saying this man is not offensive by anything, but if you are one of those uber, like politically correct kind of things, situation this ain't for you. Okay. okay. He ain't disrespectfully 
not politically correct, but I mean, like it's, it's sometimes it is the punchline. I mean, that's all I mean, like it is. So, and I mean, like if the diverse group is not offended, you should be. So um, <laughs> just go ahead and look him up. The quickest way to look him up, he does have YouTube. Yep. And I think his show is on YouTube. Yes. All you literally have to do is just Google Matt Rife and it should, all his stuff comes up. But the best, and I'm sure he has tick, um, Instagram, but the best place to look where he uploads his uh, comedic takes from his shows that he does is on TikTok because he uploads several okay. a week. So like it's unlimited laughs. And I mean, like they're usually like two minutes or so long. So I mean, like it's a good time. So go on TikTok, look up Matt Rife. And then if you like Matt Rife, then go on TikTok and look up Nate Jackson. Nate Johnson. Ah. Anyway. The, the, I thank God for Matt Rife, too, because this Writers Guild strike is just killing television right now. There is nothing good on right now. So thank you, Matt Rife, for picking up the pieces, holding in the gaps, holding it down for us, because ooh, television is straight garbage right now. <laughs> I hope they get their, I hope this writer strike gets what they want. They need it. But like, we need, we need the strike to end because content. I don't know. I feel, um, I feel a little conflicted with that topic because I feel like this is how we got into reality land was the last writer strike and they went a little too doggone long. Yep. And somebody decided to get creative and was like, well, we got to fill up the time and they created real world. Right. And real world, they were like, you think they'll watch people just living? It's like, we yep, we sure will. You would have thought we were in the pandemic with nothing to watch, but we weren't. And we watched <laughs> it. And the next thing you know, a whole birth of reality TV was born that took over. Some people don't even know how to watch regular TV without watching um, something that's reality-based. And here we are getting ready to go into another one. And I'm like, we can't go no lower than this. But I guess we, we I just hope we don't. I don't know what could happen. I mean, like we barely got from the pandemic. We're just now getting movies back in and people back TV shows. Ah, I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know where this is going to go creatively for the writing community and television and entertainment. Is it just, is it, is it all writers? Like, wait, what is this affecting? (laughs) Is there any hope? Girl, that's why Is this AI all the movies? Is, is this TV? Is this everybody's just like, bunk it? That's why AI is scary, because they're they're thinking like, oh, well, AI can write some TV shows. AI they can write can. some film scripts. Oh, man. Yeah. That's another topic. Okay, well, that's, that's a whole other topic. topic for Listen, another day. <laughs> I hate to end it on here. But <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I mean, I hate to end it, end it like that, but y'all, it's reality. Listen, go watch we got Matt you a laugh. Go watch, go watch Matt Rife. He'll get you back on track. <laughs> yeah, he'll cheer you back up. Anyway, that concludes this episode of Living Creatively with your host, Monica Parks. And Angela Dalton. <laughs> Remember, you can connect with us on Instagram at Living Creatively Now, the Living Creatively Podcast Facebook page, the Living Creatively Podcast YouTube channel, and on our website, thisislivingcreatively.com to subscribe or to send us questions that you'd like us to answer or advice you may need as a fellow creative. Thank you for joining us and being a part of our Living Creatively community. And always remember to protect your heart, protect your mind, and protect your gift. Until next week. Bye. Bye.